Welcome to the Recovery Guys podcast. I'm a humbled follower of Jesus, and I am in recovery, and I struggle with anger, pride, selfishness, and dishonesty. My name is Matt. Hey, Matt. I'm a grateful and humbled follower of Jesus Christ. I am in recovery, and I struggle with approval addiction, and my name is Todd. So good to be back. We sure is. are like up to our up to our you know earlobes. We are up to our receding hairlines. <laughs> in <laughs> I was I saw a picture of myself from from behind like like someone had taken a picture I'm of sorry. me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it was like the back of my head. We were in Disney oh, yeah. World, and I feel like it was like the the bat signal. <laughs> Was the empty, was the white, the negative space on the back That's of my right. head. I like compared it with, oh, with man. the movie, you know, yep. uh, like the dark night. And oh, there yeah. it was, Yeah, you yeah. know, so he gave us a signal. Yeah. Those, just, those, those photos from behind, man, they're good. like, I don't want to see that one. It's not I good. don't want to see that one. Yeah. 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 So we are up to our receding hairline in <laughs> principle too. I mean, wow. I, I hope all of you listened to I the first so. part of the episode. Yeah. There was just so much there, so much richness in talking about um, the fact that God exists and what it means to earnestly believe. Yeah, and how that's a big leap. It's, it's, it's a big leap. It may not seem that way when we come to recovery because of desperation. And we talked about conviction often, yep. you know, it comes on the heels of desperation and desperate belief usually is because we've brought ourselves to a point of desperation. But that... that understanding and, and, and working hard at understanding that God earnestly believes in you, yeah. right? And that um, the the foundation of God is our higher power is earnestly believing that God exists in every moment, in all failures, in all celebrations, in all victories. God exists. He never stops existing. And if we work on and accept the fact that the vertical relationship with him becomes the foundation of, for how we deal with the horizontal relationships across the world, even the ones that are the, the most important to us. I mean, my wife will tell you at one point in our early, early reunification, she wanted to go do this and she wanted to do a marriage encounter weekend and she wanted to really do more things. And I was, I was reeling. I mean, I was still reeling. It was so raw and I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this because it was one of those moments where I literally something came out of my mouth. I'm normally a pretty intentional person, but something came out of my mouth that I had, like, I don't know why I just said that. But she was like, we need to do this. We need to do this. We need to do this. And I said, I need to get right with God before I know how to get right with you. And literally, I'm not, this is not an embellishment. In my head, I heard a voice go, why did you just say that? Yeah, wow. <laughs> like, that's incredibly hurtful. What are you doing? Because it's not what I'm used to. I was used to saying, you're right. Yeah, and absolutely. I'll do whatever you, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll grab the iron and start ironing, smooth things out. For the first time in my life, I said, I got to get right with God before I know how to get right with us or right with you. And I'll never forget this. She stepped, she literally stepped back and she just turned on her heel and walked off. And I was like, well, that's it. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, Todd. Yeah. Right. But I also knew in my heart, 
that was a real thing. And about an hour later, she came back to me and she said, I'm not even sure I know what that means, but that was one of the most honest things that you've said to me in a long time. So let's just continue to work. Wow. And it was a huge step for us. Wow. It felt like I was walking off the plank, <laughs> but it was a huge step. And that was, I look back on it now as my very, very first tiny baby step into earnestly believing that God exists in every moment, okay? And then it started to connect with what comes next, which is some really powerful stuff that I matter to him. Okay. In my insanity, I always wanted to believe I mattered to him. I always wanted to have a life yeah. that was useful to God. I grew up in church. I grew up with a foundational belief of God's prevailing existence and presence in our lives and hope and joy and all of that stuff, all of it. I, I wanted to believe that I mattered to him, okay? I never really lived that way. I never really lived that way. In my insanity, okay, to matter for me meant to be affirmed as valuable, to be enough, to be, to be approved, okay? But here's the hook. <laughs> here's the hook. In my insanity, the way that I mattered to people meant that I was never actually me. Okay? I was never actually me the way God knew me because that was never good enough. It was never big enough. It was never smart enough. It was never, never enough. So in my insanity, what does it, what did it mean to matter to anything, including to God? It meant me, Todd, as I was created, not allowed in the room, not allowed in the room. So I mattered, I learned or accepted the molds, yeah. right? I accepted that, that mattering to people, okay, meant that I had to step out of myself and matter to them in ways that made sense to them. Yep. Over time, that became who I was. Like literally a human chameleon. Absolutely. Dude, I, I, I resonate so deeply <laughs> with that uh, way of making, you know, yourself known in the world. Right. Right. The superpower, I've shared this in my testimony, the, the superpower I developed, and I think, you know, anyone who's faced any sort of trauma develops a superpower. Yeah. You know, develops a survival skill. Yes. And my survival skill was I, I could walk into any room and very quickly assess how to get the people in that room to like me. Right. And I knew how to do that. And I oh, could yeah. do that with a small group of people, with a big group of people. But in the end, and this was, you know, when I faced a moment in getting into recovery and having lies revealed in my life and, and, you know, kind of drag kicking and screaming, yeah. you know, and, and holding on to what was and, you know, having Noel say, you know, you don't just get really good at yeah. lying by doing it once. You know, yeah. this is a skill for you. You've learned to do this. And you're yeah. like, oh, my goodness, you know, who am I? And now all of the things have been laid out. Yeah. So I couldn't go back 
to yeah. to those to, to making people like me. Yeah. Right. And so then I was left with, well, who who's mad? Yeah. Right. Right. No idea. Yeah. You know, I had no idea because I'd spent so much time like, okay, hey, I just yeah. became the guy that is super likable yeah. in a room. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you you remember in episode one, and I talked about this in the last season as well, that moment, and I shared in, in, in the uh, principle one, you know, I think it was in part two, when I talked about how um, that moment that God met me in the chapel, yeah, that that was not actually when I felt most seen mm-hmm. by God. That mm-hmm. came about a month later when I was hitting one of the subfloors of my, of my <laughs> basement, right, of my rock bottom, yeah. right? So, so, so dude, so check this out. Um, I thought about this as I was going through, because I went through the same process you did, right? All of the things that I had learned to become, all of the ways that I had adopted and incorporated how to be liked, approved, affirmed, right? They, they literally were, were like, like stripped off of me. Yeah. And the way that that occurred was that, that the whole world was finally firsthand exposed to my fraudulence. Yep. Okay. So one of the things that I thought about as I was meditating this and kind of making my notes, mental notes, as well as literal notes is the, that moment on the phone with my wife, like seriously racked with sobs of self-disgust and shame and like looking what I realized as I was thinking about this is that was one of the first times in decades that the real me was, was allowed into my space. Mm -hmm. It was the real me that was mourning. It was the me that had been buried for years under false identities and fake stuff and dishonesty and lies. And, and, and Matt and I aren't saying that that's who we always were throughout yeah. our lives, but they had just become, oh, I put that, I put that yeah. lie on, I put yeah. that facade on, I put that mask on, right? They, they were our default more than our true selves were our default. Yeah. In that moment, it was not the me that had been caught that was mourning. It was mm. the me. Wow that was mourning. And that's why I'm, I'm to this day, I'm convinced it was the deepest cry I'd ever had in my life Mm. because I finally got to mourn how long it had been since I had been me. I got to the point where I didn't matter to myself. Mm. Not only did I feel like I didn't matter to anybody else, I didn't matter to God. I didn't matter to me. And, and I say all the time, the reason that I say in my introduction, I'm grateful and humbled, but I say I start with I'm grateful. I tell, I tell people this all the time because God didn't leave me where he found me. And trust me, I fully expected him to. Hmm. I really, really did. I really felt like I, that this is, I've, I've finally accomplished it. I've become self, so self-made that I've achieved the level of not mattering to God. So now when you think about earnestly believe that God exists, that I matter to him, don't ever say that part of this principle without really letting it sink into your heart. I matter to God. Now, I have to take a little bit of a detour here because you know I love to kind of complain about my own field. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. 
Okay. Oh man, it, it's been a few episodes. It's been a, I've been really well behaved. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem with my field. Much much like we've joked about more than once, with being reluctant to tell people the truth in love because we don't want them to feel bad. Oh, okay. So that you're loved, you're just loved. I I am so disappointed that in many ways the mental health field, and to be perfectly honest with you, Matt, the church hmm. has fallen into that becoming a doggone bumper sticker. You are loved. Just remember you are loved. I mean, yes, you are, okay? But you're loved as you are. You matter to God, whoever is listening to this, wherever you are. If you're driving, please pull over. (laughs) (laughs) But wherever you are, just let this sink into you. I matter to God. I'm not just matter to God. I matter to God. This is your higher power. This is your creator. This is not the dad who is mean to you. This was not the authority figure who treated you unfairly. This is not the lies that shoved and pushed and prodded you into molds that you accepted about yourself. This is the God that made you. You matter to him. What has happened to you matters to him. What you have done to people matters to him. The fact that you are outside of his embrace matters to him. Hmm. That is one line of this principle that every time we go through and read the principles together, I pray that, that I matter to him. And I thank God that I do. It's such a powerful thing when I realized that I mattered by being like the people who I wish I mattered to. So when you think about why I got so possessed about the horizontal relationships, I needed to matter. I had no platform for understanding how I mattered to God because that's not where my attention was paid. I wasn't looking up and saying, do I matter to you? I was looking at my peers all around at my eye level and going, do I matter to you? Do Mm -hmm. I matter to you? Do I matter to you? Do I matter to you? Is it any wonder? Oh, yeah. That we wound up insane? Yeah. Right? Is it any wonder that that became our tendency to do the wrong thing? Yeah. There's, I, I have so much to respond to. <laughs> I mean, you, you gave me, you gave me, you know, an A.W. Tozer, uh, you Mouthful know, portion, yeah. you know. Um, so I, I'm, uh, I'm going to go back to, to something that, that, that you talked about. Just because um, uh, I get to, because there's a microphone. In That's right, you do, <laughs> and it's your microphone, Matt. <laughs> and that is because uh, c- you mentioned um, your your wife, her response to you in yeah. that moment and coming back, and and I just want to say that I love that. Oh, it's just it was such a difficult moment, and it was absolutely pivotal. Like. I have tears in my eyes yeah. thinking about, you know, like yeah. not just how hard that was, like how hard that was yeah. to receive for her to say yeah. out loud. Because it meant it meant for her accepting absolute insecurity. Yeah. Total insecurity. Because I now you're I, 
you know, her desire to, hey, let's let's get get yeah. to it, and you saying, I have to do, I have to do this, yeah, first, and and just because I get the opportunity to see you two together, yeah, I love, yeah, seeing you two together, oh, yeah, like the energy that you guys have together, I absolutely love. So I yeah. I just needed to name that. Oh, thank you. Um. Uh, another thank thing. God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just wow. You yeah. know what he has done. Oh, gosh. Yes. Um, and OK, so on, on top of that, one of the one of the struggles that I that I have, I think it's the primary struggle that, that I have. And I did not understand it until you started talking about it right now. So it's the struggle I have with this principle because the verse is Matthew 5, 4. Blessed are right. those who mourn for they will be comforted. And every time I read it, I'm like. I don't get it. Would you just run out of verses? Yeah, right. You know, like <laughs> you play in scripture roulette here. I mean, what are we doing? I did feel like that, you know, like spin the wacky wheel <laughs> and okay. And principle two gets Matthew five, four. <laughs> and, but you talked about yeah. the, the real you mourning, yeah. the authentic mourning. Now, partially, and I'll, you know, uh, I'm admitting that in my church tradition, I did not, we, we didn't do mourning, we did dancing, right? <laughs> so that I'm a Pentecostal, yeah. man, you know, we were recently, the we were talking about, uh, with my with my kids and my wife, we were talking about the, uh, what has been labeled a revival, you oh, know, yeah. at Asbury yes. in, in Kentucky, yeah. and I'm the, I'm the guy, you know, this is my upbringing, like, Hey, I, I totally would have driven down there and, <laughs> right. you know, I, I, right. is God over there? Hey, I'll show up, you yeah. know, who am yeah. I to say? And, you know, and that's just, I, we did dancing, yeah. not mourning. And so, you know, so the, the fact that mourning is, is paired, yes. you know, with this, I never understood, but I, but I understand having the real Matt show up looking around and going, yeah. This is real. Yeah. This is real now. Yeah. And letting Matt come into the space. Yeah. You know? Yes. And a space that you and I had both rarely occupied. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then eventually allowing, you know, which which you talked about really well in the first season the little boy, yeah. little Matt, you know, where, hey, some, you know, he's crying. And I'm not like, shut up, you know, like right. you need to be quiet. And so now he can come in, yeah, you know. And so like all, I just needed to name the fact, like if you were wondering like I was, why is this paired, you know, yeah. why is this verse paired with it? Maybe take some time to think about the where at, in your recovery, mourning played a role and, yeah. and who was, who was mourning, right? You know, and right. how does that fit with the fact that you matter to God? Yeah. Mourn, allow yourself to mourn the fact that at some point in your insanity, you stop believing that you matter to him. Yeah. Wow. Right. That, that's where I do think that, that, that verse, that scripture verse, it's not roulette. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where it does fit because Everybody, whether you come to what, and we've talked about this before, whether you come to CR primarily because of the consequences of habits, right, or you've come because of the damage of hurts, right? Mm -hmm. You, we all know this. We all know this. There have been 
numerous people that I know in our recovery family here at our church that that came to CR wanting just healing from their hurts. And what they weren't prepared for when they got into the inventory was realizing column five is my part. Now, again, not going too much of an off-ramp, but victims of abuse, that's not your fault. Right. Right. And it's very clear in a way that inventory is done with Celebrate Recovery. Yeah. But what people start to recognize is I, I have these hurts, mm-hmm. but then I bought the mold. Yeah. I, 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 you know, hook, line, and sinker, I was into the hang-up beliefs about myself and other people that weren't necessarily true. They were distorted. Right. And I never challenged that. And out of that comes habits. Mm-hmm. And so, so come to this principle, I, I matter to him, right? And more in the fact that there has been a real part of you, including the wounded part, that God has always loved, that has always mattered to him, and mourn the fact that that's been lost for a long time. Yeah. And then when you're done mourning it, that's why in all traditions that have mourning as part of their of their of their uh, culture, there, it ends. I just watched Northman, which was wow. <laughs> That's wow. <laughs> but, you know, your mourning period is over or like or, or like uh, dances with wolves. Oh, yeah. When he goes through and says, you're no longer mourning your husband. That's it. It's right. over. Right. Yeah. But it's not just a joke. Look, understand, allow the sadness. Right. Allow the fact that you that you you were absent from God's love, that you wouldn't let him in for reasons that made sense at the time. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's called insanity. Yeah. Right. But then that morning stops. Right. And that's the last part of this principle. Right. Right. That he has the power to help me change. Yeah. But but before we get to that, I, I just want to name something that that was a critical part of that morning for me. Yeah. And then something that I that I recognized um it was an incredibly helpful book, again, because my view of God and how God viewed me was, God is angry with me. Yeah. So the question uh, from The Good and Beautiful God by James Bryan Smith is, what if God is not angry with you? Oh, man, I love that. What if he's not angry with you? And yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I get, what if he's not? And so in in preparation for this podcast, I, I uh, follow... Uh, a, an incredibly gifted writer and poet. Uh, she's on Instagram. Her name's Kara M. Angus. And she often writes about women in the church and mm. about spiritual formation. I've just learned so much from her. So she she posted this uh, a few days ago, which I think uh, wraps that matter to God yeah, piece. Right. Okay, so uh, she, she writes this. You are not alone, precious one. When your soul is crushed like a bird, feeling its way through the thunder each crash vibrating and pulsing through its body when there is not a way forward and you just want the pain to end so you can feel something or feel nothing, please remember you are loved, held in the scarred hands of the one who put on flesh for you. It might not change the way you feel today, but it might change the way you live. One spark of hope at a time, enough grace for this day, bleeding into the next day, until you have gathered enough manna to form a crust of bread. One day, you will have enough to share a morsel with the birds. Even the sparrow he does not forget, he will not forget you. 
That's beautiful. I mean, that is like... That's just beautiful. You matter yeah. to God. So receive that. Yeah. Receive that. And now we come to the part of he has the power. He's got, He's the, got power, the power. Right? You know, it's so I great. have the power. Oh, you man. know what cartoon it is? You know what it is? I have the power. Um, No. Is it the it's, from the powers of Grayskull? What was there that? There it is. He-Man? Yeah, it's not. It's Graystone or something. I don't know. I don't. I, I didn't yeah. pay that close attention. Yeah. He-Man. It's from He-Man? God is He-Man. I was not allowed <laughs> to watch that. I think at one it, point. You didn't miss anything. I can tell you right now. You really didn't. You really didn't. Yeah. I wanted to. I think we had some toys, and then we were told that they were demonic, so we had to throw them away. <laughs> they might have been. They, <laughs> Skeletor? They, oh. Wasn't that the guy? Yeah. Sarcastic skull face. <laughs> he he was so awful. <laughs> yeah. There was, like, totally whole light and dark thing going on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, same yeah. thing with Star Wars, right? Sure. Light and dark. Yeah. It's all, it's all, it's it's all, all light and dark. So he has, he has the power to help me change. Yeah. I could tell you, we... There's not a lot. I mean, there's there's not as much heavy lifting on that last phrase because, frankly, if you get through the first two parts of the principle, yeah. that should make a lot of sense, mm-hmm. right? He has the power to help me change. Yeah. But there is one word in there that I just need to touch on briefly. Okay, you notice that it doesn't say. Read the principle, Matthew. Read, read, read the. Whole, make sure we have the wording correctly. Yeah, make you sure, bet. Yeah. So it's earnestly believe that God exists, that I matter to Him, and that He has the power to help me recover. So there's there's an interesting word in there. Did you catch it? Help. Right? Yep. Help. In one of the lessons, which I think is for I think it's for the powerless lesson. So for those of you who are not familiar with Celebrate Recovery, um, on on um, Celebrate Recovery night when the ministry meets together, all participants come together. It's not a step study, which is a much more intimate thing, yeah. but the group together. We have dinner. We have large group, which is worship because we get centered in Christ. Every other week we have a lesson, and the lesson comes from the same material that's gone through at a much deeper level in a step study. So lesson number two, which is powerless, okay? There's a great line that John Baker wrote into the the outline of that, of that lesson, and that is there are two jobs, God's and mine. Okay, so what's interesting is what we hear. I God exists. I matter to Him, and He has the power to help me recover. What that means is, in the process, the way it means to me, in the process of recovery, is how I learn to accept how much I matter to Him, and that He empowers me to know how to be in relationship with Him. Even when I was a little kid, okay. I remember thinking to myself, if God's so powerful and he wants everybody to love him, why doesn't he just make us love him like in the way that he creates us, right? right, right. It's like, I remember when I was not so bright a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> when I was not so bright, I, I just, I, I was kind of thought, well, that's, that seems weird, you yeah. know? Because I didn't understand, I didn't understand God's love for us in terms of free will. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I just know that really, I, I was not sophisticated enough. But but I used to think that. So why doesn't he just do that? So here's the thing. Recovery. Now, again, there are unquestionably experiences. We've all heard them, mm-hmm. right? God just removed that from me. Yep. Right? Like I had this problem and or a habit, yep. and God just removed it from me. And I'm here to tell you in full transparency, whenever I hear one of those stories, I'm like, that's awesome for you. <laughs> because that's not how God dealt with me, and yep. he still doesn't. Yep. Now, that doesn't mean that he just in some ways moves in and takes things apart so that I don't have to confront it on my own. 
But I can tell you throughout my entire recovery journey, God has not said, I'll do all the lifting, right? And what I've come to understand and that I love is this is what God, God never wastes a hurt. In all the ways in my insanity that I was trying to make myself, I was actually learning how to be, right, some pretty positive characteristics. And one of those is once I earnestly believe in something, I'm, head, I'm going after it. Got it. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, God doesn't waste a hurt. He didn't just say, okay, well, I'm going to take that away from you. I'm going to give you opportunities to refine that so that your service and our relationship together can be more earnest. Mm. And that's help me recover. Um, there are certainly situations in which God just comes in, gone, yeah. taken care of, free. Yeah. Okay. And if it's happening to you or happened to you, seriously, all glory to God. Yeah. Right. But if you're waiting for that to happen, okay, if you would like this, if you would like me, would like this principle to end with, end to end with, and he has a power to make me better. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. yeah. I got bad news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? But don't get discouraged. Here's the thing. Yes. Do not get discouraged. Do not yes. get discouraged because you matter to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's going to take that stuff that just doesn't lift out with a spot remover. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's going to help you understand it better. So that in all of the ways that that has become a way for you to live parts of your life, he's going to reverse that with you. He's going to help you refine that characteristic and watch it become something that actually furthers your relationship with him and with other people who love him. This is such an, this is such a critical message for every single person who is in recovery to hear because you will inevitably have come across someone who experienced a miraculous move of God in their life that allowed for instantaneous healing and and a powerful transformation in a moment. And praise God. Absolutely. He is worthy, you know, and, and he can do that. Now, when we turn the inverse of that, when it doesn't happen, yeah, into something negative that is, hey, brother, you just didn't, you, you need to, you need to have a little more faith yeah. or, hey, you know what? You're, you're kind of missing the mark. That's actually a sign of something. Right. We need to be really, really careful about saying that type of message yeah. or internalizing that type yes. of message. And so, um, I like, it is not when, when I, like, what I wrote down for help me recover is note not fit immediately fix the broken thing that's in shambles. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so he, here's a response to, uh, to a very uh, similar discussion on this. It was related to taking medication for mental health. Hmm. I found this very helpful. Uh, the author's name is Hannah Brencher. And she wrote, while I believe God can heal me in an instant, the fact that I have not been healed is not a sign that my faith is weak or my, expect- or my expectations are low. It means we are partnered. It means God thinks I am strong enough to keep walking this road, asking my questions, and helping people walk out of the same dark woods I navigated. I want to make something really clear. You and I rest in the full power of God every single day, and no one gets to convince you otherwise. 
I matter to him. I met, dude, I read that. I was like, amen, yeah. Hannah. Yeah. You know, it. it's interesting, um, partly because we're in, we're approaching Exodus series at our church. Oh yeah. Right. Something that I have always, and this, this did not dawn on me until much later when I had a much clearer understanding of scripture and the God's big story throughout the Bible. One of the things that I, that is fascinating to me, I've always wondered like, um, kind of a metaphor. Why didn't God just pick up all of the Israelites from Egypt and move them? Why, why was that journey so hard? Because that's kind of like recovery. We oftentimes come here like, okay, I'm ready to be liberated. And God shows up, mm-hmm. right? And then we wander for 40 days or right. 40 years, yeah. right? Yeah. We have to, we're, we're pursued by Pharaoh's armies and we've got to walk across the Dead Sea and we've got to eat bread from the ground and we've yeah. got to follow a pillar of fire. You know, I remember thinking like, why, why didn't he just, why didn't he make it easier? And something that I, I, again, I'm not a theologian. I don't profess to be a theologian. So forgive me, Matt is trained as a theologian, and forgive me other people who know way more than I do. But there's a part of me that looks at this from a recovery perspective that I think that the Israelites didn't get is that's what God was trying to do. I'm going to take all of the suffering that you've been dealing with, and we're going to take this journey together along the way, please believe in me, didn't do great at that. Yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah. the golden calf? Yeah, right, right. I mean, there's things that didn't go well. And so I think about that as like, that for me has always been in my recovery journey, like this is my exodus. But it doesn't mean I get picked up from here and dropped over here. The journey, because I matter to him, is all part of my recovery. And yes. along the way, God is not going to waste any of those hardships. Absolutely. One, one of the most impactful reading plans that I did in my probably first year and a half of recovery was through Exodus. Yeah. And it, and it gave me the, you know, a title for a podcast that, that never came to fruition, (laughs) but it was the long road, the long road out of recovery. Yeah. You know, Um, which in itself is not, it's not a great title, but, but you're talking about the road. You're talking about, the long journey and the journey was not uh, punitive. Right. Right. So it, right. it was, it was part of the way God was shaping and molding his people to be what he needed them to be. Right. One of the, we are in a season of Lent, which has just begun like yeah. in church calendar. Uh, it's that 40 days uh, leading up to Easter. I don't know if you celebrated that at all in your church tradition growing up. I did not, uh, but I went, Again, back to my high school days, I, I went to a Lutheran high school, so Lent was often talked oh, about sure. and whatever. And one of the phrases, or one of yeah, it's one of the phrases of a prayer in the Anglican, what's called a collect of prayers for Ash Wednesday, is uh, Almighty God, uh, thou dost not hate, or thou hatest not anything that thou hast created. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so there's like a recognition like, hey, the, the journey yeah. from Egypt to the promised land was not because God hated these people. Right. You know, it was liberating, Yeah. right? And so I know, I, and I think one of the hard parts is, you know, if it's just the two of us, you know, in this room. <laughs> yeah. We're talking to each other the whole time. As far as I can tell, yeah, I don't no, see right? anybody else. But. 
That's right. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's looking through the right. window or coming. Oh man, there's Matt and Todd. There again, they are again, know? talking into those microphones. <laughs> they're, they're laughing a lot, but <laughs> but like our our story and one of the dangers of always talking about our story yeah. is that it can feel like it's one size. You oh, know, yeah, fits right. all. Right. You know, so like my testimony is not one size fits all. Your testimony is not one size fits all. You know, listen. And now mileage may vary. Uh, yes. you know? so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like when, so I, I think that's an important note yeah. to make. Like when we're looking at, okay, miracle or journey or yeah. it's, it, it is going to look different, you know, yeah. Yeah. but know that, that the power, like, like for me that this whole phrase is that the power has to come from outside ourselves. Yes. So, so if we, you know, principle one, we declare the, sin, right? Right. That sin exists and we recognize the mess we've made. Then we have principle two, recognizing who we are in Christ. Yeah. And we finish by reaffirming the power that Christ has to redeem and restore. It has to come from outside ourselves. Yeah. It is the power to help. We are partnered, right? right. Like that right. phrase, it, right. we are partnered. Um, I was curious if you have ever heard of, of this guy, his name is Alexander Doba. You ever heard of Alexander so. Doba? No. So Alexander Doba kayaked across the Atlantic three times. On purpose? I'm, I don't. <laughs> after the first, I don't know what possessed him <laughs> to do the other two across the Atlantic. Wow. That is an ocean, people. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I remember reading about the last journey that he took uh, across the Atlantic in 2017, and the article shared that he faced a two-day storm. Okay, in the middle of the ocean. Okay. In a kayak. Yeah, in a kayak. All right. And he shared how he survived. So he said this during a storm, the water below the ocean surface stays relatively still. What moves radically are the waves. So it's possible to orient a small craft like a kayak hmm. in a storm where the waves are the size of airplanes. So it's not about the effort. Yeah. Right. Because there's no human strong enough to power a kayak in the middle of endless ocean swells. Yeah. You know, it's like I remember one time we were uh, you and I, uh, Todd and some other guys from our core group were were doing a uh, fire, oh, you, know, yeah. you know, and and, yeah. and I was like trying I like kind of half split a log and I was trying to pull it apart. And you're like, who are you, Captain America <laughs> you know, or whatever? I'm here to tell you folks he's not. <laughs> yeah, I did not make it, <laughs> right? It wasn't that moment like in Civil War where he's holding the yeah, helicopter the, yeah, right. and, the, and the thing and he's pulling it back. Yeah. No, I was not able to split the log with my bare hands. But, you know, there's, there's no human strong yeah. enough, not even Cap, you know, could power a kayak in the through a wave that's the yeah. size of a 747 it's about knowing where the power comes from yeah so you can orient and i think that is the partner part it's like you can orient where you know the water's going to go right right and so uh, i was drawn to second peter uh, chapter one verses three and four says his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness, hmm. right? We matter, yeah. right? Yep. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate, right? That's the partnership in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. 
kaboom. Yeah, right? Yeah, full stop. Yeah, yeah, that's the end. Yeah, there it is. There it is. So child of God, you are loved, you matter, and God's power can help you recover. You know, it's, you may think, you probably do, you, you came to a point, or maybe today you're at that point, yeah. thinking, all right, that's the end. Right. I don't have anywhere else to go. Right. My friend told me to listen to this stupid podcast, <laughs> you know. They're talking about boulders and <laughs> soccer fields. Right. And I, I don't understand. Listen. Yeah. God's power can help you recover, brother. Yep. God's sister, God's power can help you recover. It's not the end. No. It's not the end. No. You matter to him. Yeah. You matter to him. And and there's 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 one more sort of cap where I'll put on that matter thing because it goes back to showing up like we've always talked about. Yeah. Bring bring the grave the grave clothes, you know. God's not mm-hmm. waiting for you to show up in your Sunday clothes. He's waiting for you to show up. All right? So you matter to God as your higher power. You matter to God how he created you as much as you matter to him in your insanity. He did not turn his back. He did not stop watching. He did not stop loving. He did not stop caring. You never stopped mattering to him. Never are we capable of breaking out of mattering to our God. We matter to him. We are not just matter to him yeah and that includes at your worst that's right that includes at your worst and that's right and we are living walking breathing proof of that i fully expected that god would say oh really you showed up now too bad too late Mm -hmm. seriously i thought there's that's it i finally (laughs) i finally found that place that is the east is farthest from the west yeah wow yeah sure And, and i'm i'm here i am here I am. Yeah. And God helped me mm-hmm. recover. He didn't just remove that stuff from me. Yep. But going on eight years now, he has been my partner. And it's why we say in our introductions what we struggle with, yeah. not what we suffer with. The struggle is I'm in the fight and I've got a great corner partner. Yeah. Right. I've got a great cut man. Right That's right. There. Burgess Meredith. <laughs> You know, step aside. <laughs> you gotta want it, Rock. You gotta <laughs> want it. Yeah. I just remember him and Grumpier Old Ben. I'm a doctor. <laughs> Whatever. He's like so funny in that movie. Yeah. It's so yeah. inappropriate. It's amazing. Yeah. I really love the hope that you offer, and and we we can't say it enough. And I and I hope it doesn't come across like a bumper sticker. True. Yeah. You know, this isn't, this isn't, I mean, you should know we've made enough Jiminy Cricket remarks in this (laughs) podcast in both seasons. Look, these are not bumper stickers to us. You matter to God. I have a practice that I'm just going to challenge anybody listening to to try out, okay? Every morning, every morning, before you start anything significant, when you're making coffee, which probably, if you're like me, matters a lot to you in the morning, okay? I want you to really just seriously think about this, okay? I matter to him right now, right now. When you're in your day of work and you have something atypical and unexpected fall in your lap and you're ready to cuss a blue streak, okay, or you're ready to walk right into habits or you catch yourself in the middle of habits, I matter to him right now. Then just listen. Just listen. 
but affirm it for yourself. Yeah. Affirm it for yourself. Yeah. He is near. And that is like what you're describing. That practice is, is a spiritual practice of practicing the presence of God to notice that he is near and how he feels about you all the time. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. I love you. Every time you step out naked, I'm glad you're okay. I love you. Now, it doesn't mean you're okay. We're fine. Right, yeah. It means, okay, now let's walk together, mm-hmm. right? Let's partner. You matter to him. Every time we get together, I have fun. Yeah. And I learn something. And I love the energy that comes out from both of us and the funny movie. Uh, uh, you got to want it, Rock. <laughs> that was incredible. Okay. It was you disturbing, know? is what yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. As, as, be as he was, as he was in Rocky, too. But thank you for being with me in this. Todd, and thanks to everyone for listening uh, to this episode on Principle 2, both parts. Uh, Todd and I will continue our conversation in Season 2. Next up is Principle 3, and I hope you're ready. Um, Now, if there's someone that comes to mind as you listen to this, I would just encourage you to share it with them. You know, and if if, if somebody, I, I do not think that that name, it was coincidental. Yeah, absolutely not. So, so share it with them and, and who knows why or what God, you know, might do with that. Um, as always, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I actually just found out a couple weeks ago, we have a Facebook page. Yes, which, we do. <laughs> which was, We've had it for a while, it's Matt. Like, been like a whole year <laughs> or whatever, a year and a half. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Don't tell anyone that I'm in, I'm in digital marketing, okay, <laughs> because I didn't even know. But, hey, check us out on Facebook, and every little bit like that makes this community and uh, better. and allows us to grow together and learn from one another. And just want you to know it is good to be with you on this journey.